are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Hope you had a great weekend. It's time to get back at work right here on Los. What are we talking about today? Uh, Becky Hammond. Uh, she, she's definitely one of those storylines you're going to be looking out for in this offseason. Why? Because many think that she is primed and ready to become a head coach in the NBA. And it's the offseason, and there's a lot of coaching vacancies, and you know her name is going to pop up. And it already has among uh, the media in the individual cities that have an NBA team that need a coach. We're going to talk about her fit in those teams as well as get uh, some more react on the recent Spurs rumor uh, that they're interested in Kelly Oubre. So to do that and more, I'm joined by Casey Vieira, a San Antonio sports reporter. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira because you want to check out Vieira's an essay on YouTube. You like dogs. I do like dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I do like dogs. You have one of your own um, too, right? Oh, yeah. You know Lee Vieira. I know. You know see, Lee Vieira. Come on. You've seen the show. Yeah. Another reason why you should check out Kate, the Vieira's and SA YouTube show. It's basically Casey and his wife giving you the, the day in, day out of their lives as newlyweds in San Antonio. Casey, let's go ahead and dive right into this. And uh, Becky Hammond, look, uh, she's paid her dues. There's no doubt about that from you know the way she got her start in San Antonio to where she's at now. Even broke an NBA record, made an NBA record, excuse me, by becoming the first uh, female coach when Pop got thrown out of a game. So, you know, all said and done, you know, we know her history. We know her her path to the point that she's almost getting to and the goal of being a head coach in the NBA. That might happen. That could happen this offseason with several teams having head coaching vacancies. Uh, Casey, you were uh, kind enough to run down the list of teams that have an open spot. Go ahead and uh, let the re- listeners know which ones they are and where do you see her best fit at? All right. So as of this recording on, on Friday, of course, it's running on a Monday, but as of Friday, you have Celtics, you have the Pacers, you have the Trailblazers, and technically you have the Hawks because Nate McMillan's still only an interim head coach right there, but I highly doubt he's not going to be promoted. Yeah. So you scratch them off the list. So you're looking at the Pacers, the Trailblazers, Boston Celtics. And the one that a lot of people are linking to in the immediacy is the Pacers job because she has interviewed there before. Uh, it is a team right now going through a little bit of tending towards a little bit more of a rebuild contrary to the other two teams in the Celtics and the Trailblazers who already – have their stars presumably will be there next year as well. And I think the conversation for me though, Jeff is, is as it pertains to Becky's landing spot. And I think that's kind of what the whole thing is going to come down to, you know, from the outside looking in for us, putting ourselves in, in her very uh, big shoes to fill is that how much longer do you keep waiting in San Antonio for mm-hmm. Pop to retire or to keep moving up that bench. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. You know what I mean? Because she's been here, uh, I mean, over half, a, half six years now. So 
even beyond that, though, from a head coaching standpoint, sometimes I feel like if it's a, a dead end and there's still a clearer path to success elsewhere from a, a, just the overall coaching, not taking a head coaching job, maybe that's the best route to go at this point too, right? Because who, who even knows? Pop retires. Who even knows if she's going to be the one picked? Yeah, there's always that Bill yeah. Self thing going on that's always floated around. Budenholzer gets yeah. fired if they lose to to the to the Nets this year. Milwaukee loses to the Nets. He's got the ties. Maybe RC calls him up. So I think yeah. overall, as a whole, I think the window of opportunity here for Becky's is closing. And I think if something comes up, even if it's not a head coaching job, I mm-hmm. think she strongly, strongly needs to consider moving i just think it's i just think it's time yeah and look uh regarding bill self he's made it very clear he is not nor ever will be in the running for the spurs head coaching spot he's talked about those rumors time and time again spurs fans simply just ignore every time he's on radio and you read the transcript and he's there i have no connection to the job in san antonio as a matter of fact i think he signed a i i Either a long term or a lifetime deal with Kansas, so a you can scratch deal. it. Yeah, you can yeah. you can scratch it. That was more kind of a that 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 was not necessarily talking about Bill Self, but more so a name is always the link. Right. Yeah. It might not be back. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but, no, you're right. Bill Self did shoot it down in time. Yeah. yeah. But as far as the teams that have a spot available for her, you know, I I could see her also landing in Boston, and and Boston, they need a shakeup. I, you mm-hmm. know, look what just recently Ainge pretty much quits. He says adios. You have um, what's his name? Uh, the head coach. I forgot his name. Uh, Stephen. Uh, thank Steven. you, uh, yeah, Brad Stevens. He decides to step aside and move up the the ladder and management. There's a vacancy there, and 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 it's not working right. And look, she's well respected throughout the league. Uh, players, we don't have to go up and down the list. We know what the, what the players think about him. Her, excuse me. I think she would fit there. Young core there, they're just missing something. And maybe that something is the head coaching spot. They got Tatum. He's just all world. I mean, the guy just lights it up. They, they're going to get Jalen Brown back. They're, they're young. Uh, they're, they're one of the better teams in the East. And maybe just the coaching would push them over the edge. And that's where Becky comes in. You, you see Becky on the signings with the Spurs. I seeing her in the game at Brooklyn take over timeouts while Pop is just kind of off to the side uh, chatting with the other coaches. And she's the one guiding the team, at least in that game. Maybe I just got lucky. Maybe that was a game that Pop says, okay, you're going to run all the timeouts. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, you know, she's ready for that. I see Boston as a fit. Boston historically has made historical moves. You know, Bill Russell becoming the first African-American head coach. Um, so it, it would fit in Boston, though. Why do you think Indiana would be the better fit? See, I don't think she fits in Boston because I think that's too much of uh, the way that roster is right now, just with those two stars there and, and Tatum and Brown. I right. think the focus is still going to be more win now. And with Becky, the spot that she's in right now being, you know, in, in doing something that has never been done before, there has to be kind of, I don't want to say a grace period because there's never really a grace period, it feels like, in the NBA, but a window to grow. And I think mm-hmm. if she's going to succeed, she needs to 
be in an environment where she can grow into this. And, and this, isn't, this isn't a man-woman thing. This is the uh, overall young first-time head coach kind of thing because I think she needs to be put in a position where she has the opportunity to make her mistakes. San Antonio, the team itself, the way they're built right now, young guys kind of growing into each other a little bit, presumably going to be in a rebuild next year, that would mm-hmm. be a good spot. But my thing is I just don't know if that's going to be there. At this point with yeah. Top, I don't know if that's going to be there. So I think that's well, what she needs to go into. And Indiana, of the three, I think right now has the best opportunity to do that because Boston, I think they're still very much in the win now kind of mode with Tatum, with Brown, mm-hmm. just the overall city of that, that has high expectations. Plus another thing, there's a lot of that prevailing thought right now that they're going to hire a black head coach just to kind of kill this racist narrative that's been going around there too, right? So, yeah. but, but that's not necessarily directly, directly pertains to Becky, but just a, a circumstance going into this. I think Portland. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps you make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet those must-have qualifications. You can schedule complete video interviews all on the Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You got tools like Instant Match giving you quality candidates on uh, well, whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. Take Indeed skills test that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. According to Talentness, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. And hey, look, you can choose from more than 130 skill tests and then add them to your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. That's why you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You got nine delicious flavors. You got flavors such as mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, coconut. The list goes on. And hey, look, there's something for everyone. But if you cannot decide, Built Bar has you covered with their mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Look, order today. Get whatever you like. You need to get yourself some Built Bars right now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get yourself 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's, it's the whole game thing. And it's going to be who Dame wants. If Dame wants right. Santoni out there so he can just keep throwing up 40 points a night and average yeah. 40, whatever it would, obscene number it would be next year, that's what Dame gets. And I think Dame is going to want a D'Antoni before someone more established before he's going to want Becky in that situation. So that puts you right there with the Pacers, a team that, yeah, last year they did have a little bit of friction but that was presumably spearheaded by the head coach right? who subsequently was fired as, as the season ended. 
So they have a solid front office, largely for the most part, pretty stable all the way down the line. They have Sabonis, good young player, all-star caliber, all-star, all-star caliber mm-hmm. player. Brogdon, same kind of deal, fringe all-star. A lot of people high on Karis LeVert, Miles Turner. Probably going to get moved, but if he's there, he's a pretty good piece to have. A lot of yeah. young guys that don't necessarily have a high expectation to compete in the Eastern Conference to be a top four, top five team, because I think that's pretty much established the way we're seeing it right now. After Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, and you probably put Atlanta in that, and I think there's kind of a drop-off after that. So there's an opportunity to, to win and grow at the same time. It's almost kind of it, – I don't want to say it's a lose-lose again because it's the NBA and it never works like that. But mm-hmm. if, if, she does, if, if she does go there or any young coach goes there and they struggle that first year, well, as long as they have the team, they're going to be given that, that window in all likelihood. And if she goes and they win and they sneak into the playoffs or the play-in game like they did this year, perfect. So the way I see it right now, all those things, circumstantial, going on right now, I think the Pacers is the fit. Under, of course, the assumption that Pop is not leaving because that, in my mind, is, is the best fit available to Spurs, but that's not going to be there, so, or so we think. So right now, right. for all those reasons I mentioned, I think Indy is the best opportunity for her to go. Now, you mentioned about Pop still being there. That's, you know, I, I know it was a different time, but recently um, I wrote an article about uh, Tori Messina, uh, and he was speaking about leaving San Antonio. And um, in his talk, um, he was asked, hey, you, you, you left because, you know, you just left. You know, you didn't like San Antonio anymore, you know, with the position you're at. He said, no, not at all. You know, you know, he said it wasn't like any type of revenge thing, nothing like that. Here's what he said. And this is interesting. He says, I just wanted to go and have my team already. I just wanted to have my own team. Now, Messina is far well advanced in coaching tenure, if you will, than Becky. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. Right. Becky's getting going. You know, he's, he's a different position. But the link, though, is to what you're saying, that Pop is still there. And with Pop being there, you have a guy, and I thought Messina would be the next for the Spurs at the head coaching uh, spot, and it didn't come mm-hmm. to me. He wanted his own team. Becky probably feels she's ready now. What more does mm-hmm. she have to prove? He, mm-hmm. She could also have that train of thought, and then you know, we'll just pretend. Okay, she goes to Indiana. You know, for example, they interview her. Oh, why'd you go to San? Why'd you go to Indiana? What was wrong with San Antonio? Nothing, nothing. I just I wanted my own team already. You, you know that I could see that mm-hmm. happening as well if she decides to go. Now, for the Spurs though, you got to think they built her up. They built her uh, as a head coach. It's gonna be a bad look if they decide to not go with Becky if Pop decides to retire, uh, Casey. Yeah, and that's the tough spot that the Spurs are in. Yeah. That's the tough spot that the Spurs are in because I don't want to say Pop's got their hands tied in that regard, but you well, he wonder... Does. I, I think he does. I th- yeah, the only reason I say hands tied, it, it might be a stretch because of who it is. And if it wasn't Greg Popovich, if if it was anybody else, uh, I maybe would be more married to that statement. But 
the reality is he has them in a he has them in a tough spot, and I think at the end of it that they're going to do whatever he wants to do. There's no way that they're going to tell him, "Hey, we're moving on from here. We need you to step down, retire, mm-hmm. retire when you're you're stepping down because we want to expedite the process here and start finally re- rebuilding." But at this point, think about think about a lot of the talented names that 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 they might have let out. And, and it might, mind you, they still might have a few on there, but you have buttonholes are walking out the door. Ime Udoka, mm-hmm. that might be the biggest loss of all. Right. Because Ime Udoka, I feel like everywhere else, it, I mean, he's the assistant on Philly staff under Doc Rivers last year with the Clippers uh, as well under Doc Rivers. That might be another big loss that, that walks out this door. So at a certain point, you wonder – okay, well, is Becky the next one that we might miss out on? And, and, and Budenholz is a little bit of a different situation because mm-hmm. Pop was still winning at that point. But Becky, there's a good chance she is that. She is that. And, and again, even if she's not a head coach anywhere else, even if she's not a head coach anywhere else, she's just uh, joins the staff as the first assistant on the bench. That, if that's a better avenue to the top, you can't blame her. You can't blame no, her. No, you, you definitely you can't you, blame her. If she, yeah, or if she gets the idea here that if if Pop were to step down, that job's going to Will Hardy or elsewhere. She gets that I feeling now. I mean, head out, head out, no. get out of here. Yeah, and 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 look, um, you you said it right now. You know, the Spurs are kind of in a pickle because if if they don't keep her as head coach, should Pop size to call it a day? then that's really going to be a bad look on the city, uh, you know, on, on the franchise. But at the same time, if she leaves, you you mentioned you can't blame her, but then that leaves the Spurs in a real bad position because you saw Hammond leave and let's just say Pop decides to leave soon thereafter. I mean – is Will Hardy ready? You know, you hear, you know, his name be mentioned about one of the hot young prospects in the coaching world, but I don't know if he's ready, ready like Becky and would the Spurs dare go outside the family. Do they go to the college ranks? Do they go to a former coach? You, you know, that as much as people want to look at the, the roster changes and, you know, who's going to be the next alpha or the next franchise player, I really believe that the biggest loss for this Spurs franchise franchise is going to be Popovich, Casey. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, and that's why I don't think they'll leave the coaching. They'll they'll, they'll go outside the family. I think they'll stay in house as long as as long as this ownership group, uh, as long as this front office is still in place. I would be very, very, very surprised if they went if they went out of out of the family to do that, but. This is kind of the inevitable crossroad we knew that we were going to get to this point. And it's not necessarily a, a Greg Popovich thing or, or specifically a Spurs thing. This is there, any, any, time, any kind of divorce, any kind of breakup that you come across where it's one philosophy that's kind of phased out and a new one phasing in it's going to get ugly or it, it, it's not maybe not ugly, but it's not necessarily nine times out of 10. You wouldn't necessarily call it a smooth transition. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With the baseball season in full swing, you can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. And right now, maybe it's too early to say that, but if one more assistant walks out the door and turns into a good, turns into a, a pretty good name, <laughs> and the yeah. Spurs are left high and dry, oh, I mean, okay, okay, then we might start hitting it a little bit more. But it's the fact that that they're not winning in doing this; they're losing right now. So of course, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more of a negative focus as to which way this thing is going to go going forward. But really. Like you said, it all it all comes down to pop for better. Uh, well, we know we know from the worst standpoint, but for better as well, um, in terms of getting these, getting who, who's going to you know be the guy to get that spot, the man or woman, I should say to, right. to, to get that spot. But I do think it'll, I do think it'll stay in house. I just can't see, or if if it does go out of house, it would be someone who had a Spurs tie. Right, like a Brett Brown or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the that's the first. Yeah, that's or, or maybe even Udoka. Mm-hmm. It would have to have someone who. It wouldn't have to be an immediate promote right off the bench. Implication, of course, if it's not Becky, it would be Will Hardy, and if it's not Will Hardy, you know, then they would go outside. They would have to have some kind of Spurs tie, and I think the immediate right. two answers that you look at is probably Brett Brown, Ime Udoka. If it's not Becky, I think what you're looking at for the three of the for, when Pop does step down, those are probably the three names that you look at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that probably come to mind. You throw if you're going to throw a Becky, you have to be fair and throw a Will Hardy in there too. Mm-hmm. I would think, like, because in all likelihood, Buttonholzer is still going to be there. I know there's a lot of chatter that if if they get if they get destroyed the rest of the series by the Nets, he'll be gone. You're right, uh, and I think if buttonholes are wood there, they would have to bring him in. They would have to do everything in their power. Mm-hmm. But he not, might might not want that. Yeah, to still be a young team. Yeah, uh, I, I would. I would also throw in. Uh, I would also throw in Kenny Atkinson in that mix. Oh, that's another. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good call, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. that's a good call. Yeah, I, I can definitely Kenny see Atkinson him for the next job. Glad I'm not the GM, but. <laughs> Well, he has yeah. at least uh, an idea, so to speak, of what the Spurs system is like with uh, Sean Marks there in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, so there's that. And, I, you know, I would love. And at a similar Kenny spot because Kenny Atkinson excelled there when mm-hmm. when that that one season that the Brooklyn had uh, the the D'Lo season. Yeah. That year where they made the playoffs, he was the guy, and everybody was high on him. And then Kyrie came to town, and KD came to town, and said, "We don't yeah. want him." No more. Ran him out. Yeah. They sent exactly. him out. Oh, you know what? That's a good call, man. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's a uh, very good call. So, yeah, throw his at, name in there, too. Well, let's look at some um, some Vegas odds as far as Becky and uh, her likely landing spot. Uh, she's actually third right now, 6-1 to one odds uh, via sports betting AG of landing the uh, Pacers uh, head coaching gig. Um, 
They got Terry Stotts, Stotts and D'Antoni landing that gig first. Then Becky, so she's third up. Hmm. How, how, why is it the NBA? Last year? Why is it the NBA is the only league where you can have a horrible resume and still get hired left and right? And that being a, it was a horrible resume. Well, well, I mean, let's look at Dan Tony, you know, unsuccessful, you know, taking teams to the promised land. Um, I mean, Terry, I Terry mean, Stotts. Um, I mean, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold, hold. Dan Tony, Dan Tony, I would not call horrible. Dan Tony, I would call, I would, I, I, horrible is a stretch because, yeah, his system is flawed when it matters. But that team is one Chris Paul injury away. That Rockets team is one Chris Paul injury away a couple of years ago from beating the Warriors in a seven-game series. Yeah. I, I would not call them horrible. I would call it flawed to a degree. But horrible would in, in, insinuate that, you know, this is a guy whose resume right. out there is, is, is going out well, there and never even made the playoffs 25 wins a year. I mean, Come on, and Terry Scott what, what, I think what, was just a product of a bad of a bad GM and not putting enough pieces around it. But that's just me. I think he's more arguable. Sorry, go ahead. For the uh, Trailblazers spot, Becky is at twelve to one odds to land that gig. Number one to land it is Chauncey Billups, and yeah. a vacancy that we forgot about the Magic Orlando Magic. Um, oh, Steve Clifford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has seven to one odds right now, which is the. Uh, I think the fifth best odds to land the next head. Sam Cassell is leading that pack, according to Vegas right now. And then uh, finally, Celtics. She's actually 12 to 1 odds. Number one is the guy you just mentioned, Ime Udoka. Uh, he's, I, don't think, uh, I don't think she should be seriously considered for the Celtics job because I, I think they're really in. They're really in on trying to get a, a black head coach, whether it's Chauncey, whether it's Ime Udoka or Cassell. I think Cassell was probably second in, in line in the betting for that, right? Nope. It's Chauncey. Oh. Chauncey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cassell's actually um, a fifth in the betting line for that. That's eight to one odds. And then hmm. D- Darvin Ham follows him nine to one odds. Then Jason Kidd, nine to one. And then Lloyd Pierce, nine to one. So Yeah. I mean, you just look, yeah. you, you look all right there, all with the, with the exception of Becky and, I guess, theoretically, Jason Kidd, is, yes. you consider probably black, right. but I mean that that would kind of tell you what they were going for. Yeah, yeah, you know what they're aiming for in the in uh, yeah. in Boston right now. But it, it, you know, you look, you mentioned. I think you're absolutely right. Though. Her best landing spot is just to be where she's at right now. Stay in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That is a young team. That's a team that you know isn't expected to win right now. There's no expectation that they're going to have some. Western Conference playoff run, NBA Finals run. They're still in rebuild, retooling mode. So it makes sense. It's just if Pop is going to step aside. Uh, I I personally, you know, I don't know anything, but I just, something about this past season made me think that this could have been it for him. Your thoughts, Casey? I have no idea with this guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. You know, maybe he's throwing out the hair. Maybe he's trying to go as a, you know, go out as a as a prophet somewhere and go to uh, whatever he's trying to do. He's had a whole new look. He's, he's having a, I don't even know, three-quarter life crisis or something like that and getting ready for retirement in that fashion. Who is it? Who is it? Um, 
Don Nelson, who's got the whole look going on with the hair now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pop Pop yeah. is morphing into his mentor. <laughs> it, it, it just slowly by slowly, he's morphing into his mentor, Don Maybe Nelson. Maybe that should be the sign. Maybe that should be the sign. Like, yeah. You know, I know. He's going to be up in the mountains with Don Nelson and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson taking Sunday yeah. afternoon smoking peyote up in Wisconsin. That's the next step. <laughs> Yeah, I already, know. Sold the, already sold the house in San Antonio, from what I hear. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. Go, go I take hear off you. with your old buddies. Oh, Phil Jackson. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they buried the hatchet, Phil Jackson. They buried the hatchet I'm, if they were up in the woods smoking peyote, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big sign that they're okay with each other now. I'm at seventy yeah. thirty that Pop will not come back. Um, and I think they won't Ooh. say anything until after. I I think they won't say anything until after uh, Team USA is all all done. I think, you know, that's the last thing he needs right now is a distraction. If this, yeah, I'm making this up. If this broker announced, okay, he's not coming back. He's retired. You know, all the attention would be on that than Team USA. But, you know, um, what would be telling, you know, what, be, what, what would be telling here? Um, in terms of pop retiring, if, if we're going to wait till after Team USA, is what happens, what happens with Becky should tell you that. Or, you know, this might be me stretching, but this is me going off the very keyhole view we have of Pop's mind. And uh, for the sake of this conversation, I would say if Becky leaves, that would kind of tell you that Pop is coming back. Mm -hmm. Becky stays, I think that would kind of imply that Pop would be retiring. Because eh, those coaching vacancies are going to be filled before Team USA, in all yeah. likelihood. Now, now keep oh, in yeah. mind, and, and yeah, and, and I, I'm not saying leave that she's going to get a head coaching job. I'm just saying leave to be an assistant head, to be an assistant somewhere right. else. Kind of like what Eme did when he left San Antonio. Kind of like what Eme did. Kind of okay. like what Eme did. You know, they they realize that things are maxed out. So I think. That may be the first, because I think this organization has enough respect for for their employees that they would tell them what's going on. In this case, if they had an insight as to what was happening with Pop, if right in RC, they knew, I think they would tell Becky, I think they would tell Will Hardy what was up. They're saying mm-hmm. he's not ready to say anything yet. He's going to go coach Team USA at the end of July. He's coming back. Go look elsewhere right now. Unless, unless you feel comfortable waiting one more year, feel free to go look elsewhere. Or after Team USA, going to have a press conference in the Pearl, going to have everyone there, <laughs> going to say, San Antonio, I love you. I got free time. Becky, yeah. you, you want to stay. It's, it's Will Hardy. If you want to stay, it's yours. Becky, if you want to stay, it's yours. Yeah. That, yeah. I think, is a, a small maybe crumb to take out of it could be something could be nothing but when talking about a guy who literally gives us nothing outside of what we see on the court in terms of optics of his plan you take any crumb you can get right absolutely absolutely (laughs) yeah my thought process yeah yeah so as much as you uh listeners want to focus on the roster and who the spurs are going to draft in in a couple months or actually next month um yeah Keep an eye on Popovich. That could be the next domino to fall in this com- this rebuild of the franchise. 
is going to shift gears now and talk about the latest Spurs rumors. Now, I know, I know in the last lockdown Spurs, we definitely discussed uh, what was going on, but we're not going to talk about the LMA Kemba thing. We're going to be just focusing a little bit more on the Kelly Oubre report out of Yahoo Sports. Casey, by now, everybody knows what uh, that uh, site reported. The Spurs are interested, among other teams, in the free agent uh, swing guy. Kelly Oubre, your thoughts? I was a very big Oubre guy for a long time. Um, I thought he had a lot of tools that that would really translate to the NBA. He's a stretch forward, plays reasonable defense. At the time, I thought he was going to be a better shooter than he was, and he still might get to that level. But now, considering the price tag that he's going to probably get as a wing, because wings all get all get paid in this league, I'm not sure if it's worth throwing this guy a, a multi-year deal. I'm not. I mean, he is 25 yeah. years old. So that's the one thing, you know, that's a big argument. But for, for a team like the Spurs that's not devoid of, of wings and guards, is it really going to make the team that much better for to, to add another wing? Because uh, he, he not necessarily – yeah, it's, it's one – I guess in olden NBA days, if you will, at this point, you would you would call more of a small forward, but it's not necessarily a guy you trust to body up with some of the bigger guys to play the four in the league. Uh, he can operate with the basketball. That's always a good sign for a wing, but it's not like he's a, a like a fantastically efficient scorer putting up 15 a game, 44% from the field, doesn't shoot particularly great from three, 31%. We're at, I think this is a sixth season now that just went mm-hmm. by, seventh yeah. season that just, sixth, yeah. sixth season that just went by, right? And, 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 and that's the thing. If Whether it's six or seven season, regardless, he's been in the league already, and he still has the label mm-hmm. of project. He still has that project label. That's a little telling for yeah. me. Although I think well, it, at this point, is it project or is this just the label of what he is, a role player? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, maybe by now we know what he is. But even so, look, and I get it. You know, you you look at him and you hear the negatives, inconsistent, uh, not great of a work ethic, and those are bad. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't have that labels or those thoughts about your play at this level, but. If the Spurs, if this report is true, are interested in Oubre, that's a sign that, you know, maybe Rudy Gay's not coming back. Uh, that they decided to yeah, part, not I, I resign him. Yeah. 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 That he's not coming back. And I think in the Spurs system, Oubre would fit. I wouldn't be mad if they signed him. For me, it's just what is the amount of money he's going to demand, Casey? Right. Well, I don't think like I don't think he makes them really infinitely better or infinitely worse. It's kind of a lateral move, you know. Right. I don't think there's much of a, I, you know, I don't think there's much of a gap between him and Rudy Gay. I really don't. He's probably a better ball handler than Rudy Gay. He's more athletic. He's 25 years old, so he's by default more athletic than Rudy Gay. But in terms of really moving the needle and, and, and the difference of making this team uh, infinite, well, not, I don't want to say infinitely better, but 
but really making an impact on this team. It's kind of, I think the best fit for Oubre is to be like, like a seventh or eighth guy in the rotation with a Mm -hmm. solid, you know, a solid already established team. Like, I think he'd, I think he'd be better in Miami. They were to work that out with with the money that they do have. I think he'd work in Mm -hmm. Miami. Uh, I know it'd be, I, I know it'd be a little crafty, but I think Milwaukee could be another spot too. That would take some money moving though. Yeah, look, um, you know, it, his numbers weren't terrible. I mean, they're not bad. You know, what he averaged about fifteen points per game last year, six rebounds per game. He shot yeah, I mean, a career worse low. You could do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not. That's why I said I wouldn't be mad. I mean, okay, I'd be good. You know, I think this would be my reaction if the Spurs were announced that he he's on the team. I'd be all right. That that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, I wouldn't react like this. Like, yeah. my goodness, they did it. They got somebody. You know, um, <laughs> no, I, I think I'd be like, all right, that, that's fine. He meshed well with the young kids, and I think um, that it could be one of the positives is just that he's. You mentioned he's young. Uh, he's athletic. Yeah, you know, can run with these kids that the Spurs have in uniform right now. Now, he, although he shot a career low 32% from the three line last year, there was a stretch of games where he was hitting at about 37%, and that was towards the end of the season. So he was kind of catching a groove, uh, but then he had he got injured. So, and then that yeah, really he set him back. Yeah, he yeah. So, so you know, was that a sign that he was he was clicking for him? And then look, look, he's playing in Golden State as well. So we know all the touches are going to be going to Steph and you know some to Dre, mm-hmm. Draymond Green. So there's that. But and then of course the uh, Wiggins. So um, maybe that was an impact on him. But again, I wouldn't be mad if the Spurs signed him. But if the Spurs, mm-hmm. I mean, if the report comes out that your Knicks are are you know are going to get him, but that's one of the teams listed. I mean, all right, no big loss. I mean, I think that's how I react. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean. We know you want to see him in Nick colors. I mean, just be honest. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think he really fits New York. <laughs> he's not a good shooter. They need shooters. Like I said, he's not a bomb, but for a team that really needs shooters, as we saw in the, the playoffs, with yeah. The Knicks, I mean, uh, that's. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, oh we're opening up old wounds for better, Casey. Yeah, there's better ways we could use that money. That's for sure. Well, it's both better teams, ways. both but, Spurs no, like and said, yeah, both Spurs no, and Knicks need shooting. No, yeah, both Spurs and Knicks need that shooting, and desperately the Spurs mm-hmm. just need long distance shooting. You guys just need shooting. Period. We need but, playmaking more so. I think we, we need play. The Knicks need playmaking and and, 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 and create their more shot because they were right. I, the Knicks were the second half of the season. The second half yeah. of the season, they were very efficient from three. Bullock, Burks, Barrett had Barrett all of a sudden just turned into a sniper. Randall was good for three. Uh, Rose never known for a shooter. He played well. I think all those guys. Oh, quickly of course as well. All those guys yeah. shot like forty percent and up. The big thing yeah. with them is is they they need shooting because well one everyone does but they need a they need a playmaker facilitator with right that, that can go out there and, and be more than than what Julius Randle was because they got exposed for what they were you, you saw it when they played a really good team in Atlanta was that when that offense stagnates 
they could be one-dimensional. You can't be out there wearing out D. Rose for 35 minutes a game. So you got to get Randall some of those touches. But Randall is not someone you're trusting every single time to touch the basketball right. to be a full hear shot creator, shot yeah. maker. So well, well, I don't think you're going to the answer. Well, you're going to have to definitely table those thoughts for the next episode of Lockdown Spurs because we're done mm-hmm. talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about Becky Hammond and the coaching possibilities that are out there for her? Should she explore them or not or just stay home and just wait it out until it pops over and done with? Let us know and your thoughts as well as uh, Kelly Oubre and the rest of the others. One of the other Spurs rumor that popped up, the LMA Boston Celtics reported the deal. Let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. You can let Casey know on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. And hey, today, uh, this episode is sponsored by Michelob Ultra Road to the Finals. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy games a little bit more this season. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lot on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Oh.